Hey guys, welcome to Black Culture, Black Thought Holiday. I knew I was going to mess up that first line. I'm going to do that again. Welcome to Black Culture, Black Thought, Black Holiday Shopping Guide. Today we're here with myself, Francesca, Jody, and Chelsea. Hey, and- hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That could not be what we do every episode. I refuse. We are not doing that every single episode. It's horrible. They can switch it up. They find different, like, like, we'll have the jingle bells in the back of this one. But today we're coming to you talking to you about everything you need to know about shopping black this holiday season. Um, We're coming to you letting you know what that means, the importance of it why you should do it, and how you can shop black this holiday season. Also, we just want to let you know that we have no affiliation with the actual products or companies that we're mentioning. We just really support them. We think they're doing great things, and we just want to highlight the the importance that they're bringing to the community. Yeah, and they have pretty products. Absolutely. Pretty products. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, what does it mean to shop black? Um, it means, oh, but I think it's important to shop black. I mean, it, and especially in the case of my thing is, I love black female-owned yes. mm-hmm. companies and products. I mean, we're the demographic that actually has that's we start small businesses at, at a faster pace yeah. yes. than other people. And also, it's you know, it's a way to support each other mm-hmm. and to bring awareness of like the goods that we have. I mean, some. Some products are probably like Afrocentric, but then there's other black-owned companies that for the, the greater good and the greater stuff. But it's also in a sense of like a lot of, I'm thinking of like major brands, you know, yeah. like Nike and Gucci that will have, say, like black spokespeople. That doesn't mean you're buying black. Right. That's yeah. just a black right. spokesperson. <laughs> so if you're doing that, not only are you trying to, I guess, create black wealth. You know, support black people. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm rambling right now. But that's what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. 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 Yeah funneling back into the black community, community. and moving on to why you should shop black. Yes. I feel like I was about to do a little da, 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 like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but why you should stop, shop black because it really does help generate wealth back into black communities. Absolutely. It helps to create more job opportunities for black people. And also it's just this huge celebration of the many different facets of black culture mm-hmm. and that is at times I think kind of what you're going with, Jody, is that it sometimes looks Afrocentric, but then also it's times like we create things that are Afrocentric, we create things that are not Afrocentric, and oh. all of that should be celebrated yeah, exactly. um, and honored. Yeah. So that's something that Shopping Black really does. It helps support these businesses that are just really like a dedication of people's crafts right. and their skills and their gifts that they've been given. And their passion, really. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, with a lot of these small these independent black-owned companies, you can feel the passion yes. behind their product and their brand 
and what they want to present mm-hmm. to the world. And that makes you all the more want to go out and spend your coin yeah. and support mm-hmm. them, support their craft, and support their passion. Yeah. Right. And I think for me, what's most importantly, when we're talking about shopping black in a historical landscape, mm-hmm. um, one, like the most important thing is that black people in this country have not had many opportunities to gather wealth Mm -hmm. and to gather assets to help build up our wealth the average black family's wealth is roughly around seventeen hundred dollars so less than two thousand dollars is in assets will a black family have in like their whole familiar wealth and if you want to go even to the micro level um there was this whole boston boston glow spotlight series in massachusetts alone the for african-americans eight dollars yeah yeah, and yeah. I think, uh, what's it called? Oh my goodness, The Economist. They've said that um, in some cases it's zero to, mm-hmm. in, or in the negative. Like yeah. they owe, like they, they're in debt. Yeah. They don't have any wealth. They right. are like negative wealth. Yeah. Um, and I say that all to say because the average wealth of a white family is in the $100,000 range. So... And that is not like they have $100,000 $100, in their bank accounts, but they own homes. A lot of mm-hmm. white families own their houses, and that's something that black families have not been able to do for various reasons. Some of that is that they don't have the money, or the credit report doesn't come out. Like, you know, it's like a lot or of different... A lot really of people like that. To. Yeah, it's like, I was about to say, all that to go into real estate will actually... Realtors and the real estate industry will prevent black people from owning homes there's this whole new report out now um about home ownership and racism within the real estate industry in long island i know i read it yeah it was fascinating yes and like how they just kind of like gear certain people certain races into certain communities versus Mm -hmm. other communities low-income communities and like just it's just crazy Yeah. yeah but also i feel like when we're talking about historically black people and wealth and money it has always been used, I feel like, as a tool yeah. to destroy white supremacy. So, therefore, it's heavily guarded. Yeah, and um, with that, I'm talking about, like, the Tulsa Wall Street, Black Wall Street, where they used the past, like, white mobs and white vigilantes used this black man as a scapegoat, basically, because he stepped on a white woman's shoe and of course they were like, we got to lynch him. And they used it as a scapegoat to burn down 1,200 buildings, mm-hmm. left 9,000 people homeless, and killed about 300 people, black people. And this was a community of black businesses, like black self-sufficient community. There yeah. was banks, there was stores, yeah. there was theater, there was restaurants. They did not need to like depend on anything from the outside. They did yeah. not need white wealth or white economy to function and i think that was very scary because it was it was threatening and it goes beyond a vigilante lynching like a typical lynching in that they had helicopters like the helicopters what airplanes bombing the city so it was not just a mob a white mob this was more planned yeah and collective insecurity yeah and it's going to project it in an extremely violent way and like 80 years later is when the city of tulsa decided to like do a report on what actually happened so it was heavily guarded and like it was covered up you know nobody talked about it it's not very covered in the history books um yeah my sister was very upset about about it this thanksgiving so yeah exactly and then also with like martin luther king he was assassinated the day after he gave his final speech was i've been to the mountaintop 
where he talks about economic boycotts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we, as black people, and it talks like how we spend our money, we need to be very conscious that black wealth and black economic freedom is a deterrent to black uh, to white supremacy, mm-hmm. and just making sure that we. Like with like voting, like people say like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like if I feel like, you know, shopping black, like if that doesn't matter or voting doesn't matter, why do they try so hard to prevent you from doing it? Exactly. You know, so anything that people are trying to prevent you from doing, I would use as like a way to be like, maybe that's what I need to be doing. They basically don't want you to get free. Yeah. Period. Yeah. At the end of the day. Like the closer you aim to just being fully free. That's when they automatically don't want to come and clamp. Yeah. There has to be restraints. There has yeah. to be restraints. There has to be control. And yeah. also, like, we really talk a lot about capitalism mm-hmm. um, within, like, a couple of these episodes. So check out the first episode where we're talking about Jay-Z's NFL deal. My friend Quest is on it, and he hates capitalism. He really goes in on it. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about why you should, too, hate capitalism, listen to that episode. Because <laughs> um, it has a lot of roots in slavery and its origins of Oppression towards black people is very much so what capitalism is about. Um, But also, with that being said, we cannot deny that Christmas is a consumer holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of shopping goes on. And in that time, it's I don't think it's realistic to say, like, don't shop, don't buy any gifts for anybody, because I love to gift. (laughs) I love love to give gifts and I love to receive gifts. And um, but we can be very um, just purposeful on how we spend our money. Mm -hmm. So with that being said. We each created, or we each have two brands that we would recommend to you to go and shop. So for me, the two brands that I'm recommending, the first one is um, called Mini Friday, and it is the actual first ever gender-neutral store in Atlanta that is geared towards children. And it makes gender-neutral kids' clothes, which I love because I feel like um, growing up, we have all these images of like what it means to be a woman or what does it mean to be a boy we don't even leave room for gender identities that were not like um what's that word i'm looking for everything is on a spectrum you know what's the word i'm looking for that i'm not like when it's not polar like that polarizing oh come on Uh, the extremes not the extremes it's a word i I feel like it starts with a p but like that polarity, whatever. I can't think of the words. Yeah. Um, but whatever, like that doesn't fall on the on the extremes levels of boy girl. There's mm. many different genders within that spectrum and also outside of that spectrum too. Mm. And we need to also just be aware of that and how we raise our children and whether or not we are raising our kids to fulfill gender norms that even if they identify with their birth assignment, is still harmful to them. You know, and I think like. Sometimes putting a girl in a skirt could be harmful like to them if they don't want to wear a skirt and they're yeah. telling them like to dress a certain way. So that's kind of why I really love this clothing line. And I also feel like, I just want to say this because I have an issue with gender neutral clothing sometimes because I do feel like it's anti-femme. Yeah. They do have dresses and I do believe you could put a boy in a dress and that is fine. Yeah. So I appreciate any clothing store that says gender neutral and they still have feminine presented clothing Clothing, and it doesn't default to the masculine Mm -hmm. sex of clothing. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that I am, the other store that I'm recommending is Femgem and it's a Haitian owned store Mm -hmm. that specializes in head wraps, jewelry, clothing, bags, and home decor and it is zero waste. So no waste, it's protecting the environment 
and it's just really making use of the materials in many different ways. So it's like the best form of creativity. Yeah. So yeah, so those are my two recommendations. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. For real. Yeah. <laughs> so you you guys know. You get girl? <coughs> so you guys know i do you know the hair and makeup scene that's me so mm -hmm. i just definitely chose um a company that i thought was amazing i thought it was different um i heard about them a few years ago it's called mayavana and it's a hair care system that uses strands of your hair that you send into them to figure out your hair type. They analyze mm. it. They give you a regimen. They I love give that. you samples yeah. to, for you to, to try on your hair type. Okay. And they even find local stylists for you around your what? way. What? No way. Yeah. 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 So, so I feel like that was a little bit rehearsed, but that was not rehearsed no, at all. Not. It was not. <laughs> it was not rehearsed. I'm like, what? I was like, Joey needs a trim, and I'm looking at her right now, and I was just like, I've got some hair cutting scissors if you got some time. <laughs> as a natural yeah. we go through so much trial and error yes. with figuring out what products work for us yes. it's, uh, it's it could be both tedious and both expensive and i think know, also like, for me my hair texture has changed oh yeah and you've seen it because you used oh, to do yeah. my hair a lot uh -huh. more but like my hair texture has changed completely absolutely i call it my before mount holyoke college versus after mount holyoke college yeah. hair routine. Yeah. before mount holyoke college my curls were very like you know pop it after mount holyoke college i can't hold a curl okay it's a and very even, even besides that we tend to have different textures throughout our yeah. hair yeah. so oh, yeah. they actually take four samples of your yeah and it's not like you're cutting it they say don't not to cut it it's like you know they have that naturally falls, falls out. out yeah they'll take like the, from your brush mm -hmm. exactly i right. love that yeah, yeah. that's so, so dope it's, it's really I, really really dope i think it's amazing um so yeah they have that they even upgraded their technology i was reading on their website and now they have a, a system where you can snap a picture of your hair oh. and they'll analyze it that way so that saves time that's so really yeah good. i mean they're, like they're, they're popping i'm not gonna lie and let me just give you a little background about them um they're founded by two amazing black magic women listen <laughs> I mean, they're just they're amazing candace mitchell she's a computer scientist and chanel martin who's a chemical engineer. They launched nice. their Atlanta-based startup in 2013. And um, Candace said that her goal was to leverage science and technology to provide women of color with personalized hair care experience that takes guessing out of the equation and delivers hair nirvana. So I thought that was dope. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, that was dope. I'm going to check them out. Yes, absolutely. And the, sec the second... Um, a uh, company that I picked was Shea Natural, that's C-H-E apostrophe natural. Oh. And the owner of Shea Natural is Nishay Clement. She's an entrepreneur and a mother of three. She decided to go into skin and hair care because one of her daughters was like suffering really bad from like extreme eczema. Mm -hmm. So um, she was desperate to kind of find a product that works for her hair, skin, and, and hair. And I think just off top, those are the best products when it's like like founded out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. you know those are usually like some because it's best. like a certain level of care. Exactly, and passion, like we were talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Carol started kind of started that same. Yes, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. necessity. Yeah. So this business is located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, the line consists of natural and, and organic products that not only look, smell, and feel great 
but they actually help with conditions like eczema, blemishes, um, dry skin, dry scalp, uneven tones, and a lot of, you know, much more. Um, what stuck out to me about their site as well was that they offer um, to, like, you can, they have an option to purchase a beginner's book to, like, making soap. Yeah. And also, like, they have a manual on how to start your business product, uh, beauty product business, which mm -hmm. was dope. Because it's like, they're not only just getting client, getting customers, getting their word out, but they're helping people build exactly. their own, yeah. you know? So, that the whole mindset is like, we can all eat. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I love that. I, I kind of like that because, I mean, I know that with, like, maybe, maybe just for me, for, like, my old, from the industry that I used to work in, but it's almost kind of like, I noticed that with certain, like, they, like, black companies or just black, they will want to hold on to the information yeah. themselves. Yeah. And to be the only one. Yeah. So for them to just kind of say, we're doing this, but we're also going to help you yeah. mm -hmm. do this. Like we want to help, we want the company. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, we want the company. I love that. I think yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yes, highlighting you guys. You ladies are awesome. <laughs> All right. So my turn. Um, I love a pretty house. I do. <laughs> and I love pretty things. So what I'm gonna do is talk about two lovely home design or things you can. Beautiful things that you can get for your home that's owned by black women. Yeah. Um, yeah, both black women. So the first one I'm going to do is Black Market Vintage, which is an amazing online space. They just opened last week their first brick-and-mortar store right there in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Nice. So essentially, quick run-through, Black Market Vintage is a collection of comprised of the black collectibles, black memorabilia, um, they also do interior design. They can also do, um, they refurbish furniture and they'll bring it to you. But what their main thing is, is the black collectibles where you can go and get, I remember um, the lovely women that used to own it actually lived in my neighborhood and they would have stoop sales all summer wow. long. We can That's get dope. like vintage pennants from like HBC really cool. nice. um, magazines. They have old um, issues of jets, you know, like That's pins. Yeah. Like um, my sister actually bought, I wish you have it like a Shirley Chisholm for oh, president like pin. It, yeah. So it's kind of like if you want your home to be unapologetically black. Yeah then this is the place for you to go. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's that one. And then um, the other one that I really love, also, going back to Black Market Vintage, they have a really good Instagram feed. Oh, like, they're okay. Very, they're very engaging. It's also lifestyle. Lifestyle, yeah. you know. And especially nice. now that they're kind of getting into, I just read, into like set design as well, too. Oh, hey. So oh, that's dope. That's really cool. Um, another one is, I hope I pronounced it correctly, <laughs> right? But I've called it Rao, but it's Rao and Honey. And it's, I'm like popping into my phone. I want to make sure I got it right. Um, it's Rao and Honey, and they do da, 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 wait, goods with positive intent. Mm -hmm. It's like beautifully clean aesthetics. Like her main focus it's owned by a black woman who's also a single mm -hmm. mom of these really amazing twin kids because she also has a really good Instagram. <laughs> like super engaging. Yeah. But her main thing is like these pennants that she makes that has like these crazy affirmations such as like 
much to be done and undone or mm. phenomenal woman. Like one of my favorite things she has is like, um, she also does like pins as well too for everybody that's like uppity negress. Mm. And she's gone into like making tote bags that says like creator. Yeah. She has a really cool, for the parents out there who need a diaper bag, like she has oh, a really amazing yeah, that's yeah. diaper bag. So essentially how it is, is just like, it's all handmade. It's if you are into like minimalist design, yeah, it's perfect. Nice. You know the price point is also perfect nice. as well too. I think the most expensive thing she has on her website is one hundred fifty dollars. Oh, for okay. like these That's beautiful good. That's affordable. mirrors. That works. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for these beautiful mirrors that you can have etched in the affirmation that each of your choosing. That's dope. So it's it's. It's really cool. She's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So the one thing I did notice, though, is that all of our businesses that we mentioned were owned by black women. I, I was yeah. going to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah. Whether or not that was, like, a mistake, Listen, you know, or just, like, our unintentional, just, like... Uh, Let, let's just acknowledge that black, black women are doing the damn thing right now. Exactly. And yeah. give me the shit. So, yeah. hey. I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad about any black women, uh, but I will say there is one business that we I think we can mention that's oh. run by two black men, and oh. that's um, Bias and Leon. Yeah, and they are a black-owned Haitian store, and they make Haitian clothing or Haitian-inspired clothing, yeah. and they also sell vintage clothing as well. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, because nice. I was go. I mean, now I don't want to. No, it, say, it, say it, say it. Because I was going to say probably the reason why there's a lot of black women that are opening stores is that they're in the workplace. And all that pushback that they get, they must be like, F it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to just do it on my own. not going to lie. I exactly. think this podcast kind of started with me not wanting to go back into the workforce because it's yeah. just like, it's a hostile environment for black women specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but another episode. Another day. <laughs> another episode, another thing. We could talk about my years as freelancing because I didn't want to be in the first yes. person. I want to work for myself. You know? We all are freelancers or were freelancers at one time. Yeah. And that might actually be a very interesting episode topic yeah. just mm-hmm. because... Um, I think talking about like lived experiences within the workforce is something that is talked about, but not really yeah. addressed as head on. Right. Well, right now, as we're talking need. about Black Santa. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I do want to mention there was a quote that I I heard that I, I'm not sure who said it, but mm. there was a quote that I heard that it said, "The race who does not build is always controlled by those who do." Yeah. So I think that's really important in black, buying black. Just understanding that this truly, truly gives us some type of advantage mm-hmm. and, and puts us ahead and also keeps us from just being controlled. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. gets us free. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I think it was, especially with, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but um, with everything that's been happening with like these high-end brands, with mm-hmm. Gucci, with Lou Blueberry, <laughs> Burberry, <laughs> with H&M, Katy H&M, 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 Perry shoes, yeah. like, you know. Um, Katy Perry shoes? Yeah, she had like a little blackface thing on her shoes. And it's just like oh shopping God. black it's really it's lets these other companies know <laughs> that we don't fucking need you, bitch. We have our right. own businesses exactly. that we can shop from and that we are going to shop from. Exactly. Because I would rather put my monies back into a community that will then help my people out exactly. versus putting my monies into an organ like a company that just promotes hatred on my community. So yeah, yeah. and if and you want to get the hop on the bandwagon of the people who have all those black white guilt, yeah, you try to push them to shop. Those yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I also make them feel just... guilty. Go ahead. Right. Like, no, you, you can feel guilty, <laughs> but like, you know, 
don't spend your coins in my people's businesses. Right. Support. Support. <laughs> Ease your guilt. <laughs> I did want to address something real quick, though. I just wanted to address, um, like, the stereotypes that go around buying black. I know within our community, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I don't buy black, and I, I, I don't support black, black business because of the customer service mm. that black people give. And that I just is want to so say real quick, wrong. guys, cut it out. Just yes. cut it out, because yeah. seriously, yeah. Yeah. so we go into the places where we're followed around the stores, and we support that. So we support it regardless, and we give it an excuse. So I say Hell. cut it out, and, and to even to give you some type of, if you feel that way, to give you some type of... Um, Solution is why don't you talk to the owner or the manager of the the place before you hurry up and get on Yelp and write a bad review. You understand? Communication is key to me, and I think that in the community, if we want to see each other grow, we have to talk to each other. Yeah, Yeah. we have to make this this conversation happen. Mm -hmm. So stop bitching and complaining about the customer service you think should be better if you're not going to talk to them yourself. Yeah, or if you're going to deal with customer poor customer services from like white companies. Right, you know. Right. Because they ain't got it either. All right. (laughs) So that is our 2019. I'm pointing at the screen because I feel like I should have an audience watching me right now. Um, Hype person, though. But that's our 2019 Shop Black Holiday Guide. Yes. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. How Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. Um, I don't know what other holidays may be celebrated during this time of the year. <laughs> like some sort of but, pagan witch thing somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Happy Winter Solstice. <laughs> All of the holidays. Um, or that. if you don't celebrate um, any organized holidays, Happy days off, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. All right? Yeah. And we will see you possibly in the new year. You mean possibly? I mean, like... We will see you we will see I mean, you. we'll see you in the new year, but yeah. we probably won't see you before the new year. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, <but>, so, <laughs> we'll see you when we see you, okay? Yeah, right. yes. New decade, new beginning. Yes. And we're out. Peace out. Maybe. Bye. I felt like that was a weird sign off. Bye-bye. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>